Welcome to Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. One day, a Geordie and a Canadian walk into a bar and decide to start a podcast about relationships and what a topic that is. No subjects are off limits. Get in touch today with us at geordielass.com or email info at geordielass.com and let us know what you think and what we should talk about. It's podcast time. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's podcast time. I'm quite excited. I jumped off the sofa before. I thought, oh, better get ready. It's podcast time. It's podcast time. We've got our special <laughs> underwear on. <laughs> Who says we're in any underwear, Anna? Oh, all right. <laughs> all right. Uh, you know, um, good serve, match and set. What are they? What's the tennis terms for like, you killed it? Oh, game, set and match. Game, set, match. There you yeah. go. I'm not a tennis player, but I've watched enough tennis movies. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I've watched enough good old rom-coms with a tennis tournament in them. Oh, I'm sure involving Hugh Grant on from oh, time probably, to time. Yeah, probably. <laughs> That's awesome. So how how has your weekend been in your two weeks of being fancy free? Oh yes, it's been very good actually. I feel um yeah, I do feel energized. I've had a lovely weekend, mm. had lots of um nice walks with friends out in the countryside of Jersey. Mm. Although one friend um who I was meeting on Saturday for a walk. I said, you know, everything's done by message nowadays, isn't it? We don't mm. ring each other to make arrangements. <laughs> so we spend like 25 minutes messaging backwards and forwards to make a plan. Yes. So we're messaging. So she sends me the first place and I was like, I don't know where that is. So she then comes back with something else. I said, are you taking the piss? Does this even exist? Is that in another land? <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. she then texts me the name of a pub and says meet me in that car park I went now I know where we're going <laughs> so yeah That's so awesome. we went for a lovely walk we were up on the north coast and um it was beautiful it was a gorgeous day the sun was shining and it's a great time to be alive oh beautiful yeah but it is so funny how we take so much more time to text back and forth when really just a simple phone call would do but I'm quite phobic of phone calls actually yeah, I do still like a phone call, I must admit. Mm. But you're right, though, anytime you're making arrangements, you do just do that kind of message backwards and forwards. Mm. And of course now, because you've got groups as well, so if there's more than one of you doing something, then it's just easier on a group, isn't it? You mm. don't have to ring, do like a round-robin ring. So Oh, yeah. that's so true. Yeah. Okay, so maybe it has improved our efficiency a bit. Yeah, there are some benefits, yeah. Oh, that sounds like a wonderful weekend. Yeah, no, it was very nice. And then I had a lovely walk on Sunday as well and then went for a nice coffee and cake. Ooh, nice, nice. nice. Yeah. That sounds a little indulgent like you deserve. Well, it was just a nice little treat. So tell me, how was your weekend and week? Well, it's been, it's been a few days since I've been out my paddleboard. So I went out for almost four hours yesterday. I forgot my wow. gloves, but I'm very stubborn. So I said, okay, I'm just going to keep paddling. So I don't have my calluses uh, worked up on my hands yet. So I blistered mm. the crap out of my hands yesterday. And I just kept going and it hurt like for three quarters of the paddle. It was it was painful. But you know us ladies with pain. We keep blazing through. Um, there are lots of deep, deep breathing going on. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And today, lots of Vaseline. If I can, you know, there's nothing more effective than Vaseline for pretty much everything. And so I'm just Vaselining my palms. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. Oh, it was only after that came out that I realized just how horrible that sounded. <laughs> but yes, I'm Vaselining my palms, everyone. And it's okay. You can do it. <laughs> I'm not even sure where to go with that. <laughs> 
I didn't really leave much room. It was just kind of like throwing a bomb in the group. <laughs> oh, my word. And that's early doors, early doors, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's how I roll with paddling. I just get real inappropriate. Yeah, good times. <laughs> I didn't think you could go beyond the Vaseline comment we have. <laughs> yeah. You know, some people say like, stop when you're behind or stop when you're ahead. And I'm like, no, like if we can just keep driving the bus through, like maybe we'll, and that's never worked out for me. Actually, I've always gotten far too deep and inappropriate. Yeah. But no, thank you for your patience. Oh, well, <laughs> on this there one. you go. So what I'll do is I'm going to exit stage left and ask you, about the International Correspondence Desk of Love and what's going on in the world. Did that save my oh, butt enough? Uh, just about. Just, just about. about. <laughs> okay, wow. Good. I really wasn't sure how I was going to get out of that one. So um, I'm used to getting out yeah. of tricky situations like that. <laughs> <laughs> but tell us about what's going on at the Love Desk. Yeah, so Relationship Correspondence News this week. So I came across an article that I thought might help some of our lovely listeners mm-hmm. because... As we know, we've gone into lockdown in the UK and in some parts of Europe, I think, as well. I'm not sure how things are across the pond there. But if it's not arrived, I think it's, you know, it certainly looks like it's on the cards. Mm. So, yeah, so the article is all about virtual dating to help you survive lockdown. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I'm really curious because, you know, well, I don't really have a personal stake in the game. To be fair, though, you could have done with this a few weeks ago. You know what, honestly, you you're right. You separated from your man. Yes. You could have done with this advice. Actually, yes, please tell me because... In fact, I feel like I've let you down. <laughs> <laughs> no, the International Correspondence Desk of Love always delivers when the time is right. Oh, thank you. I feel so much better. <laughs> okay, so let's get right to it then. So here are some ideas for some virtual dating, whether you are single and you want to um, hook up with somebody across the airways or mm. whether you're in a relationship, but you are not together for mm. whatever reason that may be. Mm. And if you're in the garden shed, you might struggle if you haven't got internet. <laughs> So here are the options. You can do a virtual happy hour. Mm. So just schedule some time, mix some some cocktails and uh, get right on it. Oh. Um, A truth or dare. Oh. Saucy or not, you decide. Oh. Why didn't I get excited there? Yes, I love a good game of of truth. Ah, I can't even say it. I love a good game of truth or dare. She got very excited there. Yeah. Words come out. Um, I think you'll like this one, Anna. It is a TikTok dancer. <gasps> oh, you just called my number. That's awesome. <laughs> yes. So you're both recording TikTok videos. Yeah. And you're and you posting them. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Who do you yes. think would win then? You or your man in a TikTok dancer? Do you know what's funny? He would. Because oh, I would be trying too hard and he would just come out with something spontaneous. And TikTok is kind of like a thing where things go viral if they're kind of spontaneous and people aren't trying too hard. Yeah. I feel like he'd be like the sort of the surprise dark horse. Yeah. Yeah. How about you and your man? Well, I have to say neither of us are 
TikTok aficionados. So mm. um, I actually think we'll both be quite bad at it. Mm, okay. <laughs> I did, during the first lockdown, I did attempt to record a TikTok video with my daughter and I was worse than useless. So <laughs> I like to think I can dance, but this whole kind of, you have to do it in a choreographed way to the yeah. music while you're recording it. Like there's just too much going on there for me. Yeah, it is. So I, I yeah, quickly gave up. Oh, okay, okay. I can see that though. It is hard. Yes. I tried doing some dances early on and I realized it's not as easy as it sounds. Like it's really, and you do kind of have to have a dancing background, so... I think they look good and I think as you oh. say, once you try and do one you realize how hard they are. Yeah. Hats off to anybody who can rock out a good TikTok. Yeah. But that can be something you can do to like virtual dating. Yes, indeed. Sounds lovely. So we've got a few more things on the list. So we've mm -hmm. got um cooking together. So you can oh, get on video yes. with each other, get the same ingredients and cook together apart. Oh yeah. And yes. then you can have your dinner together. Why didn't I think about that? Just don't make spaghetti. Or noodles, because oh. that's never attractive on a date. Slurping. Yeah. And sauce all over your face and everything. Yeah. I don't oh, think that's going to look good on camera. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can go for a movie marathon. Oh, yes. Yeah. Line up the Netflix, get your um, movie schedule on and play together. You know, it's funny because I... I was speaking to somebody last week who was going to do that. I can't remember who it was, but they were, they were like, oh yeah, me and my, me and my person are going to have a movie night, virtual yeah. movie night. I was like, damn, that's cool. I, I used to do that with a friend of mine. We used to do a, um, a virtual movie night. So we'd just text each other and we'd be like, right, you ready? Oh. Three, two, one, go. Yeah. And then we'd text and go, oh, we're fast forward in the credits. Because <laughs> <laughs> you've kind of got to be aligned. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah, it's so true. So, oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. That's a really great idea. Okay, I like it. Mm, okay, we have got Q&A night. So you could do like a bit of a sort of Mr. and Mrs. Like ask each other some questions. Oh. See what comes up. Which is like truth or dare, but not so scary. Well, normally just with the truth when you're doing questions and answers. Ah, <laughs> not the dare part. It's so true. <laughs> Sarah's like, oh my God, I can't believe I have to explain this to you. Like... <laughs> I'm going to let you off because it's really early in the morning where you are and you've not had a chance to wake up, bless you. That's probably true. Yeah. I love it that you're giving me a pass, but really <laughs> this would be no different in the midday. <laughs> Shh, we don't need to tell anybody. <laughs> um, what else, right? I'm nearly at the end of the list, you'd be pleased to hear. So we have got um, a games night, so you can do some um, oh, virtual games yes. online. You could mm -hmm. do a virtual tour of somewhere if you wanted to go cultural. So oh, there's a lot yes. of virtual tours that are popping up of Vatican City and things like that, Alaska. Yes. And, and the museums. Yes, the museums. Oh, yeah. yes. Oh, that's yeah. wonderful. Actually, why didn't I think about that? That sounds amazing. Okay. Yeah. And um, last but not least, you could go for a good old mixtape and create a little playlist to play together. Oh, nice. Damn, this sounds really cool. It does. It does. It sounds like a wonderful way to get to know someone. So did you have any um, date nights virtually when you were away from your man? I have to say no. Ooh. I know. <laughs> All we did was just just like, are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Are you okay? Yes, I'm okay. Great. Perfect. How are the cats and dog? Awesome. Exchanging pictures of the animals and then it would be yeah. good night. Yeah, no, I have to say we kept it very bland. There's so many opportunities. To be honest, it's because I didn't think about the opportunity. And mm. as coaches, we're always saying, well, how do you flip... 
a difficult situation to see the opportunity. These sound really yeah. awesome. You know, I love the virtual tours because I haven't done any one of the... And you kind of think, well, I don't want it by myself, like, you know, go on a, yeah. you know, a virtual tour of the MoMA. But what if I had somebody doing it with me across the yeah. miles? Yeah. Now, this was timely. You know, I think it's what everybody needed to hear because we're heading into, yeah, across the pond here. Um, I don't know if it's going to be sort of a countrywide lockdown, but definitely mm. we're being threatened that if we've been misbehaving at Thanksgiving, we're going to lose Christmas. Yeah. So. There's a lot at stake in America. Yeah. There's a lot of celebrations to come. Yeah, that's the thing. So I think there's, there's going to be... a chance for misbehaving. <laughs> there is a lot, I know. Yeah, I think um, things are starting to hot, hot up a bit, I think, in terms of lockdowns and mm. um, increased regulations and mm. safety guidance and things like that. Because cases are starting to, to rise, which is obviously what people were worried about anyway, going into the winter period. Yeah, We've certainly had a lot more of it in Jersey. And people are being told to behave, otherwise we will end up in lockdown too. Oh man, well, it may be a long winter, but there's this podcast and you've got some good tips like how to date virtually. Yes. Thank you for that, that was very wonderful. Yeah, and you can adapt those, you can do them with friends as well. Oh, that's right. We're just looking for some fun nights to have. Yep, games night with uh, a bottle of wine. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm always a big fan of that. Oh, excellent. So, do you fancy a hot topic? I do. Let's go move on to the hot topic. Okay. Well, this is quite a good hot topic, I think, to have right now, because I know there's going to be a lot of conversations that are about this subject. Mm. So are you ready? I am. Anna, where should we spend Christmas? Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I wonder, has everyone figured that out or is everyone just trying to put off that decision? Oh, I think there's there's various stages, I think, from discussions I've had with people. Mm. People are at various stages of trying to sort it out. I think there's also the fear that it doesn't matter what you decide, you won't be able to do it anyway because mm. Christmas will be cancelled. But ordinarily, in an ordinary year, this question can divide people. Yeah, it does. And nobody sets off with an expectation or an understanding. People just kick the can down the road. Like, where are we going to ever spend? What we know? What are what is our philosophy on spending holidays with each other? Meh. We'll worry about it when it comes. And it's always going to be fraught with uh, conflict that you never saw coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And to be inclusive, Christmas may be Hanukkah, and it may be any celebration of any religion. Uh, it could be the winter holidays, um, yeah. the two weeks between the December 25th and uh, January 1st. Yeah, your summer break. Ah, your summer break, exactly. Mm. So whatever you call it and whatever time of year it is, it's where do we spend important holidays together? And that always becomes fiery. And we might be able to lend some insight on how to navigate this in a very highly energetic way so that you maintain relationship and closeness as opposed to letting things divide you. Very well said. I'm going to have the added complication of when two becomes four. Oh, yes. Yeah, the the whole thing is just complicated. I think once you've got a split family, blended family, whatever terminology we're using nowadays, yeah. Yeah, it does get more complicated. On the bright side, there's no parents on my side to worry about. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we don't have that added complication. So it's not multi-generational. Mm. No, no. Okay. So how do you navigate then? How long in advance do you settle the, 
what's happening at Christmas plan? Um, we settled ours about 10 years ago when we got divorced. <laughs> oh, really? Really? How did that go? Um, very well. So we, I think the very first Christmas that we separated, we did not follow the arrangements that we've got now. Mm. And I think we all realised that wasn't the best way to go. Mm. So instead, we have some quite strict, firm rules around how we spend Christmas. So you either have... I'm going to say have the children like they're some sort of prized possession, mm. <laughs> but they're not. It is about, it's important, I think, at Christmas time to be able, everybody to be able to have some family time and some mm. family connection. And it is such, even though my children are older, it's still like a really magical time because the kids still get excited. Mm. Not for as long as they used to, but they still get excited. Mm. <laughs> and um, so it is important, I think, to be able to spend time together. So we have a rule which is you spend Christmas Eve and Boxing Day or you have Christmas Day. So that's kind of how it works out in our house. And do you flip that year to year? Yes, yeah. Mm. So we rotate. And how do, you, how do you deal with any challenges to that? How do you adjudicate any conflicts that might come up on that arrangement? Or is it just so clear and set in stone that... It has been very clear and set in stone. For a while, we were on separate Christmases with the children from respective relationships. Mm. So last year, we actually collided them so that we always had the children or we didn't have the children mm. so this year will be the first year without any children since we've been together oh because we've either had one child or two children oh it's all very complicated mm-hmm. we kind of know what we're doing it just sounds more complicated yeah. from the outside <laughs> okay so that's important you guys know what you're doing yeah and because the main thing is you you want to make sure that the kids are not caught in the infighting here then they're not picking up the stress and the yeah. And then they're not feeling like they're being fought over. and Yeah. So that's actually really hard, huh? Yeah. What do you think is the biggest pitfall here that you would advise others to be aware of or to avoid? I think what would be more complicated is when you then layer grandparents on top of it. Mm. Like my ex's parents always didn't live in Jersey, so we never kind of had that challenge. Mm. So I say, I, I don't really have that problem, so that's fine. Mm. So I think when you layer grandparents on and then you've got other relatives so if you've got siblings and then they have children Mm. I think that's when it can all start to get a bit complicated as to whose house you go Mm. to who does a I know a lot of people that have some major major battles at Christmas around where they go yeah I'm hearing a lot of we should so what I'm Mm. hearing is when it gets complicated in terms of people it means you're being pulled in more directions by people telling you what to do and where you should go yeah and I feel like what fundamentally needs to happen is you to zero in on what do I want to do and what do I want my family, my yeah. immediate family, and how do I stick to that plan mm. and necessarily disappoint people? There will always be people who are going to be disappointed by your Christmas plans, yeah. so you might as well not disappoint yourself. Yeah. And don't you find that there's so many people that are disappointed at Christmas? <laughs> yes. They just go, oh, I wish it was over. Yes. Well, that sounds like somebody who is trying to dance to the beat of somebody else's drum. Yeah. And is probably now, because I, I, I imagine there's a lot of people who are like, well, there's so many people who want us to be at their houses or whatever. We're just going to go to all of them. And we're going to run ourselves ragged mm. and do two or three events a day, be late to some and not be able to get out of another and be stressed and ragged. Yeah. When wouldn't it be nice to just stop all that nonsense and tune into like, what do we really want to do? Yeah. And then... Go and disappoint a bunch of people when you're like, sorry, we're going to stick to this plan. This is the thing that's yeah. best for me and my children. And I think, as you said before, there's always a solution to it. 
so it doesn't you know nothing's forever it's not like you know you don't have to have the same plan every year do alternate mm. plans try you know if it is that you still want to spend time with different sets of people mm. do a rotation I think that's great and I think if there's two folk who are trying to make a plan whether they are still married or they're not married whether they're you know whatever that may be kids involved I think a, a really helpful exercise is to go off with a journal and each party do this and go off and just say, imagine that we wave a magic wand and I could give you the perfect winter holiday, no restrictions, there's no realistic ties. You just tell me what your most ideal winter holiday Christmas would be like and just mm. write it out in detail. Give me the whole thing. And if we look at that dream holiday and we say, okay, well, what are the feelings coming up for you? Like joy, comfort, peace, etc. Where can we then take those feelings and find them in a realistic alternative? Like, you know, how can we turn these, oh, I guess I can't do that to, well, why can't you do that? Yeah. Some people decide, screw all this, let's just go and take a vacation together and yeah. go off into the woods somewhere and screw all the other <laughs> family obligations. Let's just <laughs> disappear and just, well, not disappear, you know what I'm saying. I do. And just form the holiday that we actually want to have together. Mm. Yeah, coaching is all about, we help you to ease the limitations and to actually look beyond limitations or the things that you thought you couldn't do and say, why can't you do that? There's a lot that mm. we can do that we don't realize. If only we were to just open our mind and stop listening to the I should statements. Yeah. So how do you navigate the holiday period? Ah, so I feel like I'm kind of, I, there's a pass for me because Christmas is not something that's done in my family. So we, I never go back. Mm. So we actually most of the time go to India. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that because, well, it's funny. I, actually, maybe I like that because I, it's kind of escaping the religious tradition because it's not really a religious thing that we're going back there. We're going back there because it's a holiday season and we've got a lot of friends we celebrate New Year's with. So that's always mm. like a, a good old time in, in very chilly Delhi where we're all snuggled up in sweaters and drinking some warm rum with some... Uh, Sounds delicious. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Count me in. <laughs> Blaring some great Bollywood filmy music and yeah. uh, and dancing till hours of the night. So that's that's kind of like our my adult tradition and that's what I love to do. And but it is funny that it is a, it's a very, it's like I've made my own um, tradition. Yeah. Well, there's a lot to be said for that. Yeah. And it feels right. And it, that we don't actually have conflict because we're obeying the tradition that we've made for ourselves. Mm. And uh, we like it. Yeah. I do admit that I'm kind of taking a pass because I don't have that complication. But I wonder... I guess what we say to people is like, oh, your life is really complicated. There's a lot of people in the family. There's a lot of moving parts. So obviously your life will be complicated. Does it have to be complicated even if there's a lot of people and moving parts? Do we make it more complicated than it needs to be? Yeah, sometimes we do make it more complicated than it needs to be. Sometimes I think it's because we avoid the conversation. We avoid having that difficult chat because we think it's going to be hard. And actually, we haven't even asked the question. Mm. So maybe if we ask the question, it might not be as difficult as you think it's going to be. Yeah. What question would that be? So with the example of kind of where you're going for Christmas or what's going to happen, yeah. it might be that if you always go to your to your parents or your in-laws, maybe it's asking the question, actually, who would like to come to our house this year? And you can offer it a host and bring more people. Ah. 
maybe not this year because there'll be a limit as to how many people you can have in your house. <laughs> yes. Which I imagine will solve a few problems for some people <laughs> and cause a few sorrows for others. Yeah, that's actually a really great point. Uh, yeah, I wanted to see how you phrase the question because that's a that sounds really nice and gentle. Mm. It's a seismic shift. You're you're proposing that that we break from the tradition of doing the I shoulds to somebody else and saying, "Hey, come over to my house." Yeah, and you're right. People don't even ask that. They don't even, mm. you know, because I'm sure the narrative is like, oh, well, no, I can't because grandma always makes her thing, like her special <laughs> dish and we have to go over there. And, but do you have to? You don't have to do anything really. Yeah. And actually maybe the great thing about COVID is it's teaching us that nothing is set in stone. Yeah. And if you want to sit in your pajamas all day on Christmas day and eat crisps and dip, go for it. Oh, Yeah. Wouldn't that be a nice Christmas? Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> With a movie marathon. Yes. Well, if you say, look, we're going to be going away for this Christmas, so we can't, we can't come over to your house, is that you could be going away to your living room. <laughs> 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 yeah, that sounds awesome. Uh, we're off to the garden shed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that garden be shed. You could put some nice fairy lights in it. Yes. <laughs> Get a little heater. <laughs> With some warm rum and water. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And blast out the Bollywood tunes. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Get some nice takeaway. Sounds perfect. I know. <laughs> if that sounds like a version of perfection to some people, our next question is, why can't it be so? Yeah. What is standing in the way? What realistically, whose fruit trifle? My grandmother used to make a fruit trifle and mm. Christmas was always at their place. And it was always very, it was lots of, I, it's just funny. And now that you remember, I, I did have a lot of conflict because the Christmas traditions were very set on my dad's side of the family. And it was very much, we have to do this all the time. So he definitely dominated and, and it was my grandmother's fruit trifle and all that sort of stuff. She's from Wales. And so I don't know, fruit trifle. Well, yeah, I think trifle's quite a UK thing. Yeah, yeah. So we don't we sort of, we don't do that whole thing anymore, but like no one's fruit trifle or, oh yes, and um, Yorkshire... Yorkshire puddings. Yorkshire puddings. Oh my God. Yeah. Even if people are busting out the fruit trifle and Yorkshire puddings, it's still not compelling to make your life miserable. You can still say, no, thank you. Sorry, we've got another plan for this year. But if they are serving pigs in blankets, you absolutely have to go. <laughs> <laughs> Can you go and sick take some takeaway and bring it back to your uh, garden hut? <laughs> we can't stay for long, but we'll just take some pigs and blankets. Yes, please. yes. <laughs> Why not? Have them see the kids for a little bit and then yeah, take off. Exactly. Oh. I have to laugh because uh, we had a conversation because we're actually going out for Christmas dinner this year. Oh. Well, assuming that everything remains open anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And my other half said, but we will have some turkey on Boxing Day, won't we? And I went, yeah. And he went, and a glazed ham. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> Where are those things going to come from? Who's going to glaze the ham? I quite like a glazed ham. I like doing a glazed ham. There's yeah. something about Christmas where you do have your own traditions and mm. making a glazed ham is definitely one of them. Yeah. Along with board games and pigs and blankets and <laughs> yeah, all of those things. Tasty. Do you have any other Christmas traditions, Anna? It, oh my gosh. I don't think I do. That's a really good question. They've been evolving over the years. I used mm. to do like mid- sing in midnight mass and I, I haven't done that in quite a few years. Mm. I did actually, I was, you know, it's so funny. I, ha- I haven't been part of a choir recently, but generally I've been part of some sort of singing or something like that on Christmas. I should get back into that actually. Mm. That is on my to-do list. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's very, very fluid actually. Christmas looks very different year by year, but I would say that the big thing is... uh 
being somewhere in Delhi mm. within those crazy streets. Oh, nice. Well, fingers crossed that you get to um, make it there this year. Well, we have a flight booked, but you know how there's a lot of flights booked and a lot of them get cancelled. So we're yes. we're tempering our expectations. Yeah. Well, we shall remain hopeful. Yes. Well, that put me in the mood. Oh, I feel like I need to bring out the Christmas carols now and yes. uh, start decorating the tree, but it's way too early. Well, not on this side of the pond. God, all the Christmas <laughs> decorations, everybody's going crazy. <laughs> They're making hay while the sun shines. Oh, yeah. Oh, these really elaborate Christmas trees. Because I, I live in a large Dominican and Puerto Rican community uh, neighborhood, and they are going all out. So all the local stores with all the trees, the decorations and stuff like that. Oh, my gosh. So it's getting going. Well, let's see what this year brings. Let's take it one day at a time, one week at a time. Exactly. There's always the garden shed, though, with fairy lights. So <laughs> There is. And if you're like us and you don't have a garden shed, well, you've got a couch in a living room and you can dress it up and fancy it up. and You can make a little indoor tent like you used to when you were a child. Oh, yeah, that's so camp. true. Yes. And you can still have fairy lights. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. I think we've celebrated Christmas there, Anna. I think so, <laughs> yes. I feel very jubilant and joyous. I know. <laughs> Shall we move along to the question then? Yeah. Are you ready for the question this week? <laughs> yes. You should see that Sarah gave us like a double eyebrow. <laughs> this oh, is going to yes. be good. <laughs> it's the double eyebrow sign. This is going to be saucy. Right. Okay. How can I manipulate my partner into doing what I want them to? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, and it's funny, this sounds ridiculous, but it's not like you'll, you'll read this kind of line in Cosmo all the time. This is how we were raised to feel like that's all that you need to do is manipulate your partner and to do something that you want them to do. <laughs> Unbelievable. I think you're right. This is kind of how we're introduced to relationships. It's all about the kind of win situation. How can I get my own way in mm. a nice way without them realizing that I've done it? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's kind of what springs to mind there. <laughs> and at least this question is honest because it's usually phrased yeah. a little bit more gently or a little bit more vaguely. And this thankfully is just coming right out and be like, how do I manipulate my partner? <laughs> it's amazing how we think that we are the ones in the right. Yes. So one of the things coming up that I encountered over the weekend is speaking to somebody who said, I want to get married, but my partner doesn't want to. How do I make oh. them marry me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just several days ago, I ran into this. Mm. And this is so common. Yeah. Well, especially at this time of year, don't you think? With that kind of just before you head off to that family Christmas party yeah. and they're asking you, so um, when are you getting married? Yeah. They want the ring on the finger before they go. Yes. Mm. It's like yeah. two years. If you're not, if something hasn't happened in two years then there must be something wrong with you. So yeah. what I'm curious about, like in any instance where you're like, okay, how do I manipulate my partner into doing what I want? So mm. no points for guessing. Sarah and I as coaches will tell you that there is no manipulation of somebody else that's going to end up in a happily ever after situation. Yeah. So, and I think whilst I... <laughs> I am chuckling at the question because there is a little bit of a playfulness to it as well. I think true, I, true. You know, I don't. I do think there's a little bit of something there, which is a, a bit little self awareness. <laughs> yeah, so I think there is something there, but I think you know, my direct response is, well, quite frankly, you can't, and mm. neither should you be. 
So that's quite the direct response. And then if we go a bit softer, then, you know, I'd be asking the question about, well, why do you want to manipulate them? What Mm. is it that's not happening that you want to happen? Where is it that things aren't working for you? That Mm -hmm. would be my question back. Yeah. And I, um, sorry, my my cat is deciding to have like, stop it, cat. I don't know. She's having a Zoom Zoom time. I'm not quite sure what's going on. (laughs) Watch us hosting a Zoom party. (laughs) (laughs) Anna's cat is hosting a Zoom party in the background. <laughs> she is. She's one so clever cat. <laughs> well, it's funny because she must be overhearing. She's like, oh my God, virtual dating. So she's having a Zoom party. <laughs> Secret lives of the pets, right there. Secret lives of pets. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So if you hear scrambling in the background, that is my cat having a Zoom party. <laughs> she's definitely on a virtual date. <laughs> she's on a virtual date for sure. And judging by her activity. It's not a PG rated one. <laughs> oh my God. It's not. It's not. <laughs> like cat you're not allowed to do that before you turn 16 anyways <laughs> you're not allowed to do it before lunchtime <laughs> oh yeah well th- listen yeah it's still nine in the morning for god's sakes <laughs> exactly oh man no there is playfulness in oh my god my god <laughs> sorry holy shit <laughs> Sorry. That was perfect timing. I'm sorry. Is your, so my, <laughs> is your cat okay? My cat's fine. My dog was like, what are you doing? She wants to join the Zoom party. So anyways, Whoa. I think it's all good. I I haven't heard screams, so we're fine. We're on pet watch. <laughs> Dear listener, go back and listen to the um, the International Correspondence of Love Desk because those virtual uh, dating tips were really good. My pets are all over it. <laughs> so back to manipulation so you were just about to say there is some playfulness yes there is some playfulness what was coming up for me is that we assume that we're right and that things have to come into our frame of right and wrong yeah is it possible that you're not that there is no such thing as right Mm, or wrong yeah or wrong true that and might you be willing to compromise your position as well or see things from multiple sides or see things Mm. from where your partner's at yeah I think sometimes this can happen when you've got a real clear you've got a clear idea about what you want and what's going to make you happy as a person Mm -hmm. and then you kind of think well if you would just do that then I'm going to be happy and then we'll both be happy oh my god yes if only you'd come into line with my plan and we'd both be happy so if you just behave because you're told everything will be great yeah but the reality is you know it's a bit like having an obedient pet isn't it you know that's not what you want in a partnership is it there are some relationships that go like that though yeah but do they bring you true happiness would be my question i don't think so at all yeah no or playfulness or fun yeah not that we've seen in our coaching if Mm. there's somebody who's very dominant and somebody who's just submissive not because they may necessarily be submissive by nature but because they've learned that that's the path of least resistance if i just be quiet and behave yeah quiet life anything for a quiet life yeah but that's also anything for adult life (laughs) ah yeah and also i mean what we usually see is somebody who's been behaving in a relationship or playing the submissive role will eventually act out yeah and how i see that often go is that they'll act out sexually oh i know (laughs) You're like, why does it always have to? So, <laughs> like, where did that come from? <laughs> I oh my gosh, it's, it's always coming to there, Sarah. I know. I feel like I haven't been able to get frisky on the last few podcasts, so I'm just making up for lost time. 
<laughs> Not only that, you're trying to get the pets involved as well. <laughs> I know it's funny. My pets are on a on a on a, on a frisky Zoom Zoom <laughs> Zoom meeting right now. I know you couldn't have staged this if you tried. I assure you. <laughs> I know it must be something in the air over here. Do you know what somebody said to me the other day? Oh yeah, listen to your podcast. It's really, really professional, really well put together. <laughs> Well, that stops now. Clearly, you haven't heard this one yet. <laughs> oh, you haven't, heard, you haven't heard this one. And wasn't it that you'd heard some feedback from somebody who's like, oh, yeah, your podcast, it's all about sex. And you're like, no, it's not. And you're like, oh, wait, but they did listen to that one episode. <laughs> from time to time, we do become unhinged. Like we're just, sometimes we do. But all this to say is that somebody, if you've manipulated somebody, let's just say in air quotes, if you have, if somebody has come to your way of thinking because they, they realize it's just easier to behave than to challenge you, then they can often act out in other ways. And mm. sometimes they may withhold sex or they may, this discordant desire thing can happen where one person mm. has a higher libido than the other person. And the other person may be actually acting out in their yeah. own little quiet way. And not, not, that's not a bad way acting out. I'm not saying like that's a behaviorally wrong thing. It's just that it, they're going to stake their claim or they're going to, one partner is going to get what they want in some ways. So you end up with, I think what I'm hearing you say is you end up with a bit of a power tug of war that's going on, but in a silent way and nobody actually knows who's winning, who's losing or who's tugging and not. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Sarah, you're getting into it. Anna, what have you done to me? <laughs> okay. But yes, sexual references aside, I'm definitely getting your point, which is yeah. there's this confusing, awful tug of war where nobody knows what's up or down. Yeah. And you're right. Nobody's talking about it. It's all yeah. going on under the surface. Yeah. Very, very frustrating. Yeah. So I guess what we're saying here, like we do so often, is that actually honesty is the best policy and if there's something that's not working just be honest about the fact that that doesn't work for you Mm -hmm. or ask for the needs that you want I think it is about just having that honest conversation things Mm -hmm. aren't working in the way that I want them to Mm -hmm. could we do x y and z Mm -hmm. rather than trying to dance around or manipulate somebody in a certain way to do what you want them to do Just ask outright. That would be a novel idea, wouldn't it? (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. No, I I wish you could see Sarah's expression. It's like, (laughs) hello, (laughs) Captain Obvious. No, I mean, it's true. And so what would happen if you say, look, this is a preference that I have. I wish things could be like this. And let me just put it out there. What if your partner was like, that's not what I want? Well, then you sulk for days, of course. <laughs> okay. And withhold sex. <laughs> oh, yay. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going in a forward direction here. <laughs> All right. So that's one, that, but that's one option. That's one, well, that is one option. Well, that is one So another option would be, so if that response comes back, then it's about them being open to listen to the reasons why. Because mm. at, at the end of the day, I mean, and you said this right at the top, is... What makes you think that your way is the right way, that your way is yeah. the only way that will bring you happiness as a couple? Yeah. And is it possible that a totally different way may actually bring you happiness, but to open your mind to accept that and to allow that in is really, really hard because we're used to having a very narrow mind and a very narrow yeah. sort of set of what we'll, uh, our expectations, and we're used to getting our way or the highway. Yeah. 
Um, but if I can just add, if my other half's actually got around to listening to this episode, can he just disregard the last 10 minutes? Because it's not, it's not important in our relationship. <laughs> yeah. Sarah gets her way all the time. Let's just keep that at that. <laughs> yeah. Compromise doesn't apply to Sarah and her man. <laughs> I am getting better at the, the C word, as we like to call it in our house. Um, <laughs> the C word. <laughs> I am getting better at compromise. I am. Hmm. Slowly over time. Yeah. I am very rigid and stubborn. Mm. As women, we often feel like we are the experts at relationship. And if only this unruly man would just come into line and he would be able to see the fruits of our labor, should he just come to my... I've had a lot of learnings and surprises along the way to realize that what I thought would make us happy and bring us happiness is actually not. And so mm. my partner has actually taught me a lot. And and listen, it's been through war and trauma and sacrifice. Mm. But yeah, through trauma and sacrifice and through lots of fights and through a lot of stubborn and kicking and screaming from me, mm. I've come to realize that actually I didn't have, I did not have in mind what would be best for both of us. I had this preconceived notion of something that would make me happy in this like magical universe. But as it came to the reality of me and my partner is we actually were needing solu different solutions than what I had. And I had to listen to him. Now mm. you can ask him today. We're not listening to each other these days. <laughs> so it's, it's, listening is listening is off now. <laughs> but there was once upon a time where we listened to each other. I tried it. I didn't like it. <laughs> Just didn't like it. But in the past, we've listened to each other. We have some experience. <laughs> Uh, so you'll come in and out of listening to each other. There'll be weeks where you're like not listening at all. <laughs> but then there'll be weeks where you actually drop your preconceived notions and you actually yeah. arrive at something that is even better than you may have even imagined. Mm. And I think that's an important point for lots of different aspects of your relationship, isn't it? It is going to go, you are going to have waves of like pure joy and happiness. Mm. And then you're going to have other waves of, I can't stand you, get out of my face and yes. um, not sure we're going to last. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Which is where I come to Sarah and I'm like, that's it, it's over. And Sarah's like, have you tried the C word, communication? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to actually talk to somebody first before? Yeah. Yeah. So the good thing is, is that this question was posed in jest. We know that there was a lightness to it, a self-awareness mm. to say, yes. how do I manipulate my partner? So in one breath, this person is aware of how ludicrous it sounds. And in the other breath, they're <laughs> still holding on to, but can I make my partnership with this other person into exactly what I imagine? Yes. But we can honor the struggle of actually letting go of your idea of perfection, your preconceived notion of perfection. It's we all are very stubborn people. And we think we know what's right. And maybe as a parent, I mean, the thing is, is like, how do you manipulate your children into doing exactly what you want? Well, it can last for a certain number of years. And then beyond that, kids get a voice, get a brain, and then you get feet to walk and soon a driver's license to drive out of there. So, And you can only hope that that comes you know, at the age that they can actually leave home. Mm, yeah. <laughs> In yeah. which case then it's not a problem. <laughs> yeah. But even with raising kids, like you, you have to give up your preconceived notion of what is best, right? Yeah. You know, in some ways your kid is going to teach you to relax, to shuffle, to be flexible, to pivot. Yeah. Children are very good levelers. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, I think there was some very wise words there for the listener. Mm -hmm. And I agree that they kind of knew the answer themselves anyway, <laughs> but it was fun discussing it nonetheless. Yeah. So that was quite a um, fun and feisty episode yeah. as we 
go through election fever pitch on your side of the pond and yes. um we contemplate lockdown and the sun is still shining over here yes it's still setting rising in the east and setting in the west it is indeed yeah well yeah i think i need to lie down now after that one <laughs> I think so too. If we don't get kicked off the airwaves, we'll uh, be back next week. Uh, can they kick us off? We can come back. Oh yeah. So we can be a little crazy if we want to. Please stick with us. Um, we will resume normal service next week. <laughs> Sounds like the BBC. Well, I, am, I am terribly British after all. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, all right. I'm going to say goodbye. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Check it out. And I'm, I'm eyeing the wine glasses on my shelf. I don't think 930 is too early for a glass of... Uh, Not after that episode, no. <laughs> Campari spritz all the way. All right. Oh, well, till next time, my lovely. Till next time. Have a great week. You have a good week too. Bye. So that's it for another week of Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. We hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed chatting. Get in touch and share your questions for relationship remedies and any hot topics you want us to cover. If you need help navigating all things relationships, Anna and Sarah are available for one-on-one coaching support. Email info at geordielass.com. Please remember to like, share, subscribe if you've enjoyed listening. And if you've not, how on earth have you made it this far? I promise we'll try harder next time.